0: Genesis 7-1, so we did 6 the other night. We're going to do 7 and a verse or 2 of 8 tonight. 7-1, And the Lord said unto Noah, Come thou and all thy house into the ark. For thee have I seen righteous before me in this generation. I have seen thee righteous before me in this generation. God sees. God knows. God knows nothing else matters what he sees what he knows is what matters God saw Noah his faithfulness all the people on the face of the earth at this time and Noah and his family are all that are brought into the ark every kind of animal but only Noah and his family clean and unclean animals spiders snakes God forbid. Mm -hmm. Everything, every animal was brought onto the face, or into the ark, except only one man. And that's Noah. 1656 years, approximately, from Adam to the flood. And in that time, at this time, Enoch was translated, he's gone. At this time, only one man in all of the earth is found faithful. Noah, his wife, three sons, and their wives are going into the ark because of one man's faithfulness. Eight people are being saved because one man was found righteous. But 1,656 years, almost 2,000 years, and all of the earth was one part. Land was all land was one part. It was all connected. It was just one big continent at that time. One man in 1,656 years of people was found faithful and was asked to go into the ark. That's, that's, that's mind-boggling. Now, this leads us to another point. For all those that believe they are going to be okay, because God wouldn't actually let them go to hell. Pay attention. One man, faithful and true, was saved. All other flesh on the face of the earth died. Eight people. 1,656 years. Big population, on Betty, And only eight people were rescued. Think about that. Genesis 7, 2. Of every clean beast thou shalt take to thee by sevens, the male and his female. And of beasts that are not clean, by two, the male and his female. Of fowls also of the air, by sevens, the male and the female. To keep seed alive upon the face of all the earth. All the clean animals, God is having him take seven pairs of, plus seven pairs of the birds. Yet of the unclean, just one pair each. Now, most of us look and we're going to say, well, why did he take the birds? Because there's a great flood. <laughs> birds can fly, yes, but even they must come down and rest upon something. But the water was over the very top of the tallest, tallest mountains. Where would the bird have rested? Birds came in, Okay. Because remember, water is coming down from the firmament of heaven is going to knock the birds down. Water is coming up from uh, the middle of the earth. It's a very violent, turbulent time. Birds had to come in to be saved. That's how violent this flood is. It's not a gentle flood. It's not a gentle event at all. All of you think, oh, it just rained enough. No. No. This was a very violent event. The birds had to come to the ark. They couldn't fly away because there was no solid ground on the face of the earth. Only the ark was the only dry place on the entire earth. Only that 500 foot ark was the only thing of substance. Everything else was water. It was a turbulent, violent flood. Genesis 7, 4. For yet seven days, God's telling Noah, seven days, and I will cause it to rain upon the earth forty days and forty nights. And every living substance that I have made will I destroy from off the face of the earth. And Noah did according unto all that the Lord commanded him. Now, it did rain for forty days and forty nights. That wasn't the end of the event, and that certainly wasn't the end of the water. Noah is now in the last days. One week, seven days to go. Remember now, Noah has no idea what is going to happen. God said there's a flood coming. There's never been any rain. When God made the earth, he had a mist come up from the ground every morning to water. There's no rain. The firmament above was... was, uh, A cloud around the, not a cloud, a shelter around the earth that kept the temperature moderate at all times. This ecosystem that God had developed, it's all about to go away. Noah has never known rain. He's never seen a flood. He has no idea why God made him build this monstrosity. There has never been rain. There's never been a flood in Noah's lifetime. And he is 600 years old. He is doing so much on faith here. And if you ever question the faith of Noah, even in his sin later on, you cannot. Noah went out and built an ark. Noah went out and got food for all of these animals for 120 years. He built this ark and he gathered food. Faithful for a hundred and twenty years. You cannot question Noah's faithfulness. You can't. Noah did so much more than most of us will ever dream of doing in the service of God. Noah was six hundred years old when the flood of waters was upon the earth. Six hundred years old when the flood of water. Noah went in and his sons and his wife and his sons' wives with him into the ark Because of the waters of the flood, of clean beasts and of beasts that are not clean, and of fowls and of everything that creepeth upon the earth. There went in two and two until Noah into the ark, the male and the female, as God had commanded Noah. And it came to pass, after seven days, one week after God spoke to Noah, the waters of the flood were upon the earth. Noah went in, the waters started. At 600 years of age did the waters come upon the earth, 600 years of Noah's age. Noah, who I'm sure after 600 years had thought he had seen everything. He was seeing destruction heretofore undreamed of. God is bringing the flood and it is not at all in the gentle rain falling way you have pictured in your mind. It's not. For the very first thing that happens is not rain. Genesis 7:11. In the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, the 17th day of the month, the same day were all the fountains of the great deep broken up, and the windows of heaven were open. All the fountains of the great deep, we have under river waters, lakes, streams, and oceans. Right now. All of those waters were lifted up. <laughs> All the windows of heaven were open. <laughs> we have a flash flood going here. You ever seen a flash flood in the desert? It rains a way off, and it's that rain downhill especially. That rain will get into a riverbed or a creek bed or whatever, and it'll come rolling down that hill. And if you don't get out of the way, it'll take you and sweep everything right off from underneath you. It rains away off, all that water fills an arroyo, or a creek, or a riverbed, and it just rushes through, sweeping away anything in its path. They call it a violent, sweeping power running through the dry, barren beds, and it, at a moment's notice, it can come barreling down, and if you're anywhere near it, it's going to take you away with it. Google it. I did. Google it. Put in, um... Riverbed in the desert, or excuse me, a flash flood in the desert, and you will see destruction you ain't never seen before, until you watch that. So God opens the waters of the deep earth, and they all rose. The seas, the lakes, the oceans as we know them, all rose so fast, it left people caught up in what they were doing. Not a gentle rain. That took 40 days and 40 nights to cover all the earth and get over the mountains. No. Because a gentle rain could never have caused the water to get thousands of feet high over all the earth in 40 days. It was an outpouring from the heavens. It was an outpouring from the earth. There was a gentle rain, but not yet. And the rain was upon the earth 40 days and 40 nights. In the self same day, Noah... Shem, Ham, Japheth, sons of Noah, and Noah's wife, the three wives and the sons with them into the ark. The great fountains of the deep were opened. The windows of heaven were opened. That day Noah went into the ark. That day, Noah went into the ark. Now, something interesting here going on. They and every beast after his kind, and all the cattle of their kind, every creepy thing that creepeth upon the earth after his kind, every fowl after his kind, every bird of every sort, they went in unto Noah into the ark, two and two of all flesh, wherein is the breath of life. And they that went in, went in male and female of all flesh, as God had commanded him, and the Lord shut him in. Seven days after God says, here it comes, they all went into the ark. Noah, his family, all the animals, and God shut the door. Noah didn't close it. Neither did his sons. God shut them in. They are under his protection. Yet, I have some familiarity here. If you've ever been cooped up on a ship for months, and months at a time, you will know it's not a good thing. And remember, Noah didn't have TV. Noah didn't have electricity. Noah didn't have running water. Noah is in a bad way on this boat. He had candles, but have you ever lit a candle, doesn't give you enough light to, to see everything, and you're in a, A boat full of wild animals that was just as soon as kill you as look at you. He was in a zoo, basically, 500 foot zoo, with animals cooped up, no air. There's only one window, so there's no air, no fresh exhaust. (laughs) Mm. This was not a fun time for Noah he was faithful. They had one window. They could not look out and see what was going on. They were literally in the dark below deck, left to guess what had happened, what was happening. And the flood was 40 days upon the earth, and the waters increased. 40 days upon the earth, it's flooding. The waters increased and bear the ark up, and it was lifted up above the earth. Forty days after the flood started, the ark is finally lifted off the ground. Forty days. Think about that. The flood, after forty days, had not lifted the ark up. It's a big ark, it's heavy. Forty days of water, and the ark was still, not moving. That forty days and forty nights thing, just gone right out the window, hasn't it? Forty days shut up in the ark. Forty days of motionless drudgery because the ark's not moving the waters haven't lifted it yet it's just sitting there and i'm certain they're increasingly wondering what is going on but after 40 days the waters increased it's not a gentle rain the waters are still coming after 40 days the water just kept increasing Getting higher and higher. And the waters prevailed and were increased greatly upon the earth. And the ark went upon the face of the waters. And the waters prevailed exceedingly upon the earth. And all the high hills that were under the whole heaven were covered. Fifteen cubits upward did the waters prevail, and the mountains were covered. And all flesh died that moved upon the earth, both of fowl, of cattle, of beasts, of every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth, and every man, all in whose nostrils was the breath of life, of all that was in the dry land, died. Of all that was in the dry land, died. Every one of them. Every thing. And every living substance was destroyed, upon which which was upon the face of the ground, both man and cattle, and the creeping things, and the fowl of the heaven. They were destroyed from the earth, and Noah only remained alive, and they that were with him in the ark. And the waters prevailed upon the earth a hundred and fifty days. He has been in that ark now five months. Five months in a zoo. The waters came, and they came from below and above until finally all the mountains are covered. Covered by at least 15 cubits. That means the mountains were here and there was another 15 cubits of water. Now, if you remember, a cubit is on average 20 inches. So the water was over the highest mountain by right around 25 feet according to the scripture. That's what 20, uh... 15 cubits is about 25 feet. The highest mountain covered by about 25 feet of water. It's interesting. Again, you hear of mountaineers in 1984. There's a story. You hear of mountaineers who climb mountains and on top of them they find seashells and sediment that belongs in the water, not on top of a mountain. Do a Google search as I did. You will find this article Diatoms, D I A T O M S, in the sky. How did plankton end up on top of Antarctica's mountains? It's a legitimate question they're asking. 1984, they found plankton on top of Antarctica's mountains. And that's not plankton from SpongeBob. Yeah, I knew where you were going. They say, in the article they say three million years ago the ice must have melted and then formed back up god says six thousand years ago there was a flood that's how it got there i believe in the beginning god which is easier to believe that the ice melted and then flash froze and kept the plankton in it and rose back up to be a mountain again three million years ago no it's a ridiculous story God says 8,000 years ago this happened. The seas rose above the mountains. That's why there's plankton on the mountains, not because of some made up story. Three million years ago. Every living substance was destroyed. Trees, animals, and yes, I believe even the marine life was largely decimated for it was a huge amount of turmoil. How do I know it was a huge amount of turmoil? Because after the flood, the Earth wasn't all one piece anymore. It was enough for continental shifts. That pressure was enough to tear the land apart and make it what it is today. Absolutely. I believe the marine life was largely decimated. Fresh waters being introduced to salt waters so very fast that will kill fish. The undertow, the turbulence of the waters, the force it must have erupted with. When it says all substance, I tend to believe it. It says all the substance on land was gone, destroyed. A mass extinction event. Oh, where have I heard that before? Oh yeah, they tried to explain it with a comet. God brought it about because man did not care for the Creator the waters prepared, prevailed upon the earth for 150 days 5 months that the waters prevailed covered the earth 5 months that Noah and his family were on the ark now how do i know 5 months let's look genesis 7:11 in the 600 year of noah's life in the second month the seventeenth day of the month, the same day where all the fountains of the great deep broken up and the windows of heaven were open, water came up from below, water came down from above on the second month, the seventeenth day of the month. Okay? Second month, seventeenth day of the month, that's when the flood started. Now, Genesis 8:4. And the ark rested in the seventh month, on the seventeenth day of the month, on the mountains of Ararat five months approximately 150 days later if we count each month the 30 days average the ark after 150 days finally comes to a stop yet I must remind you that even though it's still the ark came to a rest, the water is still all over the face of the earth as it recedes The earth is still underwater. The family of Noah is still on the ark. After 150 days, they still can't get off that ark because there's nowhere to go because of the water all over the earth. There is a mighty force that has just been exerted on the earth. And I'm betting there's a whole lot of change from the force of the waters exerted. 150 days. And he's not even close to getting off that ark. This is a chapter and a half that we do not pay, attention, uh, pay enough attention to. For if we did, if we use this as the example it is, we would be so much more ardent in our witnessing and our testifying, God destroyed the earth. Because man didn't care about anything that God cared about. Now, we say God gave us the rainbow. It's now a sign that he will never do this. It's a covenant that he will never again do this. He will never do it again with water the way he did. That's the promise. Not that he wouldn't destroy it anymore. But that he would never again do it with water the way he did. The wrath of God. The judgment of God. Here depicted by the flood. Eight people saved out of all the thousands. I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm betting there's close to a million at this point. Eight people saved. God's judgment, God's wrath destroyed every living being on the face of the earth except those in the earth. Animals bore the brunt of God's wrath because of our sin animals, birds, dogs, cats, pigs, cows, buffalo. All of them died because of us. If we would take this as judgment and wrath, we would be so much more ardent in our witnessing and our testifying. If we truly understood that God will destroy His judgment and His wrath will come. His grace and His mercy will extend, but not forever. We would get out and witness and testify a lot more. Next time we're going to get into the drying out of the earth. All in all, Noah spends about 10 months in the ark. It's not exactly the childhood account you heard, is it? And we're done.